Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal, award-winning, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. If you're looking for a bit of a break off the booze, get to heapsnormal.com, chuck in duty-free at checkout, grab yourself a slab and get free shipping anywhere around Australia. But, mate, as you know, Heggy, they're fucking everywhere now. They're at 7-Elevens oh, in some joints. Damn straight. I drank one in the sauna the other day for something to do. Beautiful. Beer in the sauna, big mistake. Heaps normal, fine. <laughs> Better, if anything. Health, little health retreat, mate. Yeah. You know what to do. My uh, my son just started four-year-old kinder, so he's got to pack his own lunch now. They don't mm-hmm. get it supplied like they do at daycare, so the kids are learning the sound of as he opens yeah. a heaps normal to cheers his mates. The only thing missing now, I reckon, is the ring pull that comes off on your finger. Remember? And you what, the old school? In. Yeah, and you put it back in the drink so you wouldn't litter. You've just got this vicious oh. bit of sharp metal floating around in your beer. <laughs> I like that heaps normal haven't fucked around and they've just got a stock standard ring, put, like the, the normal opening can. Because ah, there's a yeah. beer company we know in mm. Canberra that you open it and the whole fucking lid comes off yeah. and you've got an aluminium cup of beer. Yuck. Yeah. You've also got a, like a, it's like walking around with a tuna lid hanging off your finger afterwards as well. <laughs> That's worse than a glass, a smashed glass across someone's face. They trust the people in Canberra. Newcastle (laughs) wouldn't, but Canberra they do. But if you want to break off the booze or just break up a night out a little bit, heaps normal. Get them in ya. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Midflight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the this crash talking to me? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door. Welcome to Midflight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Mate, great. Sun-kissed yeah. from, a, from a day at the, uh, the GC, the Golden Coast. Yeah. What a time. Did you go down Cavill? No, I never, mate, never got to Cavill. The uh, Gold Coast Comedy Festival Gala was on last Friday night. I was hosting that bad boy and uh, at Hotter, the home of the arts, mm-hmm. which… Um, Otherwise known as the Gold Coast. Yeah, the Gold Coast. <laughs> 2018, business of the year, time zone, surface paradise. <laughs> That, that's the Gold Coast. Man, I said on stage, the home of the – if you're in an arts venue in the Gold Coast, it feels like a zombie movie. I fucking lock the doors, guys. You don't want to know what's outside. Yeah. It's come with white, white sunnies on. Dracula's miss- restaurant. Dracula's. Still never been to Dracula's. But, mate, the Goldie, uh, the Goldie was a bloody good time. Sent you a photo. 
as uh, you've got to send me a lot more recently. Yeah, of NRG juice there at Coolangatta Airport. Yeah. It's always, always nice to know when you're, when you're arriving and when you're leaving the Gold Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. Always know. <laughs> My mum wants to know flight times. All you want to know is if I've touched down or I'm about to take off yeah. from the Gold very, Coast. Yeah, very close together. Like NRG shots, never more than a day apart really for you. <laughs> no. Get in, get out. I'll tell you what though, the Gold Coast did help me out because at that hotel there's a bar and uh, it was Friday night. place was absolutely rammed. Yeah. Um, until five minutes to midnight when they told us all to fuck off. Yep. Apparently the whole joint turns into Cinderella at midnight, so get out of there. Oh, okay. Good, oh. Wow. It actually, you know. it actually saved me from another nine unnecessary drinks, though. So Yeah. I, I mean, I've, we've always scoffed at that in, in our youth, but I, I think it's fine now. Like, it saves you. The sun gets yeah. up even earlier there somehow, yeah. and uh, it's brutal through the curtains. You don't want to be out after midnight. No, that's right. I I kept the. Uh, I didn't even set an alarm. I just tra- trusted nature's alarm to wake me up. Yep. Left those curtains open. About quarter to five. Bus. That yep. sun's coming through. Woken up. Down into the water. Down into the beach. Oh, you got to swim in, mate. Two swims. Friday nice. Arvo swim pre gig. Saturday morning swim, and then to to buddy, cap the trip off beautifully. Um, hopped on the plane. Cool and Gatter flying back to Melbourne, a virgin flight, and uh, hand the flight attendant, this bloke, I hand him my phone with my boarding pass on there, and he has a look and said, yep, all good, Jaden, have a good flight, and then started laughing. Very fucking nice. Hot diggity. A listener who's <laughs> a fucking legend. Oh, uh, Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, got to the bottom of the Cambodia uh, thing as well. Uh, heard back from a listener who had a funny Instagram name, so I don't know the oh. actual name but uh, yep. someone who's living there who listens to the pod. So spread it round, buddy. We need to go back up the charts, get a few Cambodians onto it. Love to be number one comedy podcast in Cambodia one day. Well, we, got, we, got, a, we got a message about it on our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash brawl if you want extra episodes, bonus episodes of Land Larrikins, the spin-off pod, um, early access to ticket sales and whatnot. Um, Get on there on our Patreon. But Kelly sent us a message. It made me think about this. She said, hey, thinking about Cambodia and who might be listening, why do we call white immigrants expats and everyone else migrants? Now, my theory, again, I think I covered it on a much earlier episode of this. Yeah. I think it's based on the um, – it should be based on the United Nations Most Livable Countries Index. Oh, okay. And then you become an expat if you're from one of them. No, no, no. It, well, it's the Human Development Index, right? So Australia is number eight. Yeah. If you leave Australia and you go up the rankings, you're, you're a, a migrant. migrant. Right. If you go down, you're an expat. So Norway is number one. You can't yeah, okay. be a Norwegian migrant because you're at yeah. the top. Well, you migrate to heaven one day. <laughs> <laughs> but it is in front of us. Norway, Switzerland, Ireland somehow. You live there. Yep. What do you reckon? I don't reckon. <laughs> I think they've fudged the stats. Germany, Hong Kong, and Iceland. They're all above us. And then below us, the top 10, Sweden, Singapore, and Netherlands. So if I move to Sweden, Singapore, or Netherlands, I'm an expat. But if I go to any of the others, I'm a migrant. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's a good way. That, that way it's got nothing to do with skin color. It's more to do with, where, you know, where are you from? Yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, the most quantifiable methods of anything 
don't really stick because uh, they're too easy <laughs> to judge and people want to have extra little say in things for them. So <laughs> not going to work, mate. Um, oh, well. I had oh, on, the, on feedback, got some classic feedback on oh, via my the, website. Will... Not, not even on the complaints form because I, I can't even read them anymore. And I know you, this will be stuck in your craw for some time. Oh, no. It's just good. It's an email. Don't listen to losers on the internet. One comment will send you off. And it does uh-huh. to me. It does to me too. I'm not above that. I'll stare at a YouTube comment while sharpening knives for hours. Yeah. I am. Um, well, I don't want to bore you. It is, it's not long. It's just the one sentence email. Oh, great. So. Good job, Heggy. Keep it up. That's two sentences. Sorry, mate. Just one second. You said my... My email idea was two sentences, but obviously you don't get the sort of feedback I do where people don't use grammar. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. sometimes sometimes well, I'll get eight paragraphs, but there's only one full stop, so I have to read that as one sentence. Well, look forward to this then because <laughs> I think you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> Subject, poor stand-up humour. Mate, I just called you before or whatever numbers on Luke Heggie's page between the two of yaz cunt use actually fucking suck bad dick at stand-up comedy on stage. It's actually not even comedy. It's just a load of corny fucking not even funny jokes about staffies in Afghanistan when I actually seen whose use are and listened to yas say jokes. I was fucking disgusted. You cunts should 100% not do stand-up. You should fucking sit wherever the fuck it is. You have conversations about funny shit on a microphone so no one can bear witness to two fucking lame spastics say pathetic jokes on stage and just have a standard combo about funny shit. Otherwise, you may as well just go fuck each other instead of fucking wasting my fucking time and have me listen to you fucking scum, fuckhead, undercover cop, maggots, go off your rat. (laughs) Now, what I've gathered from some of the subjects that he's brought up in there, I think he's seen mine. It's not even me. But then he somehow brought you into it. Staffies yeah, in Afghanistan. I'll put my hand up there. Those are those are out of some old set lists of mine. Yeah. But then he somehow brought you in there as well, talking about undercover cop. What's he heard? I don't know. I has he watched us? Maybe the algorithms shown you, then me, and then you would get. He's like, fuck, this guy blows out, chucks on a bit of weight. Yeah, there's a deep fake mashup or something. Yeah. I don't know what he's thinking. It's pretty good. Yeah. I sent him a message back. Say, hey, mate, you know. I don't really know what this is, nor do I think it's about me necessarily, but go to the fucking complaints form, please. This is not the place. I think he's rung up our management too because that's the phone number at the bottom of my website. Like he's trying to oh, call wow. me to tell me. <laughs> I have a fucking phone number on my website. Yeah, yeah call me up if you, if you want to have a whinge. Unbelievable. Do you think what's happened there, is that one of the, the fallout from um... – one of our stable mates making a joke on the project the other week. Oh, could have been. I don't know. They're scouring the internet. No, I, I don't know that anyone with a, with a bent towards um, extreme Christianity may talk like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> mate, that's incredible. I told you though, that I'm not, I'm not wrong, am I? That is the exact feedback I get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's, and I, lo- I love that. The, the more poorly written and weird it is, I'm like, good, yeah. that's all right, mate. Go watch something else. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'll, I wish idiots like me. What a fucking market. <laughs> but uh, they don't. Leave them to it. Go see something else. Hey, 
I've have noticed your new hobby too, and I'm enjoying it because I mm-hmm. get them sent to me from you. It's uh, just looking at Star Now and the oh. age range <laughs> of of potential actors and what they can play. It is pretty good. <laughs> I got yeah, a ten Star, to thirty eight yesterday from you. <laughs> yeah, Star Now is a uh, is a website where I don't know, hopeful, you know, aspiring actors put up all their profiles and stuff. And um, you found one where a girl said she could play zero to zero to twenty. Yeah, zero to twenty. It might be in an episode coming up. I'm not sure. I can't remember when we recorded that, or it could be an Alaricans one. Yeah, but I found the I found one the other day. A, a woman who says the age range she could play is ten to thirty eight. Yeah, which is Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she is Mad- good. Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we before we get stuck into the ep, Heggy, I think you'll appreciate this. Um, uh, about a week or so ago, I've uh, in my kitchen the the bin is a, it's a part of the the drawers. It's sort of built into the cabinet, so you pull oh, yeah. a drawer out. Have a look at the back and go, hold on, there's some black hundreds and thousands at the bottom of the bins there. Nah, Ooh. that's mouse shit. That is ah. a fucking mouse shit. Yeah. And I <laughs> I could hear at night, if I stay up late enough, I'll just hear. <laughs> they don't get out into the kitchen because that's sealed, but I'll hear them in the roof or in the yeah. behind the walls near that part of the kitchen. Went online, I thought, I've never had, to, I've never had mice. I don't know what to do. I'll look up best. Best mouse traps. Yeah, and found this one. It was uh, looked like an old, an old pencil case that you'd make in woodwork. You know the, oh. you no know, the the stock standard pencil case. But it was about that size. One? Yeah. No, it had two. It had two lasers. It was about fifty bucks. Yeah. You put the bait at the back. The mice come in. Double laser. Good night, Irene. Oh, okay. A mate of mine. A mate of mine though. His brother is a pest control expert, and so I sent the I sent the photo. Yeah. To my mate. And said, "Can you check with your brother if this one's all right?" And he sent that off. And a few minutes later, I got a text from him saying, "This is what my brother reckons." And it, he screenshotted his brother's message, and it said, um, "It would be better if Cody just put his Mrs. Vibrator in there. Just get a fucking snap trap with some peanut butter." <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> There's a reason the original's been around as long as it is, as it has. Yeah. It's, it works. Yeah. Totally. People just and feel icky about it. Yesterday, was out all day, got home last night, went to chuck something in the bin, have a squiz at the back. Booyah, one down. Yep. Tell that to you, Good your time. Yeah. yeah. Hung it up on the clothesline like a Mexican yeah. cartel murder <laughs> just to let the others know. <laughs> they are not welcome in my fucking house. Yeah. Um, we better boot on, mate. We've been mucking Let's around Let's do it. Bit. All right, before we get in, each week, if we're down the line, Heggy, you've got a Zoom background with a grim history. Uh, this one, though, looks like a, a beautiful prop. It's beautiful. quite a sprawling property oh. uh, in the sort of built into the forest mm. somewhere. It's, you, on the, it's on the wonderful Hawkesbury River. Hawkesbury Mansion, River. Huge. Huge man. prominent Sydney businessman. Much loved. Oh. Dead now. But, uh, I mean... Uh, yeah, I don't want to make a long one. Better get in. But this is um, Renee Rivkin's house. Ah, oh, what, yeah. what did Renee get up to again? I'll tell you what. I, I, this will give you a hint. You put in in Google Images, you put in in Google Renee Rivkin house, it writes boy after that. Oh, no. So, yeah. 
Uh, you know what? House boys looking after this. You, you know what, though? <laughs> <laughs> this is where your algorithms are different from mine. <laughs> I've gone into Google and typed Rene Rifkin house, and afterwards it said Hawkesbury. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking up as many grim crimes <laughs> on my computer. Oh, I reckon man. most most people you type into your <laughs> your thing will just have some sort of crime afterwards. Yeah, just you put in MO and it just fills out Lester on the end. Um, all right. Let's go, mate. All right, let's get stuck in. All right, mate. This week we're looking at Hawaiian Airlines, uh, November 29, 2016. Have we we had a a Hawaiian Airlines yet? I don't believe so. I don't think so, no. And I I just got, I'm I'm sure you'll be able to correct me straight away, but I still find it weird when there's an an before an H word and Hawaiian Airlines. Oh, you, you don't know? like an H should be R-H. No, I still think it's H, but I hate when I see an HBO special. Yeah. You don't like that. I just thought, I thought, I thought it was just vowels that you did that for. Well. An H is getting fucking little asterisks ne- next to it. When it's said, it's called, it's, it's like the spelling of and, it is A-I-T-C-H. We've had this conversation, I'm sure. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm saying, you're saying the word an before... A word that starts with H. Yes. Yeah. And Hawaii. But I thought an, A-N, was only before words that started with vowels. Ah, I don't know why yeah, H okay. gets in there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's two schools of thought that. Like an historical uh, debut, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, it does sound better. You could say ah. An hallucination. Well, he had a hallucination. You'd have to say ah. Anyway. Catholics did that. Uh, among other Didn't things. mean to bring the vibe of our plane fight podcast down with a bit of nitty-gritty with the English language, but... Uh. We're starting on semantics, not even into where it's... Honolulu, it's gone from Honolulu to New York. Wow. Uh, Hawaiian Airlines, the oldest American airline to have never had a fatal accident or hull loss. And uh, never? frequently... Never. Frequently tops the charts for reliability, punctuality, and bags turning up. I was just about to say, I reckon I've seen Hawaiian Airlines air crash investigations. Ah, no. Aloha. Yes. Aloha Airlines. Sorry, different thing. The fucking mm. roof came off. Oh, right. Aloha. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> someone got, you someone got what sucked out. What they say out. after that? Yeah. <laughs> Aloha. I remember to God someone, someone getting sucked out, someone being held onto. They were holding on to a flight attendant. Really? So they didn't go, see you later. One person got sucked out. Fuck, Hawaiian Airlines. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. What did the pilots go straight into a dive straight after that to get down to a low level? So there's. Yeah, I think they try and just bring it. The, the thing is, though, you're still going fucking fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One fatality 58 year old attendant, flight attendant Clara Bell Lansing swept out of the aeroplane while standing near the fifth row seats. Body was never found. Wow. Veteran flight attendant of 37 years at the time of the accident. And this is in 1988. So she'd been on plane since 52. Mm. I mean, that is, that's playing with fire. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we, 
But again, we hate to victim blame here on this show. <laughs> yeah. If you started when they had rectangular windows, <laughs> you've done well to get out of that era. What a hole just appeared in the roof. Yeah. No, no the, yeah, the fuselage a bit ripped off. Oof. A bit, bit of the roof just ripped off. I mean, just to pat it out, there were no, no um, airline incidents. So I found an interesting character from Honolulu. Oh, yeah. Uh, Korean war veteran Eugene Barrett. And you'll like this, dishonorably discharged for excessive drinking. Some effort. Yeah, you'd have to get a proper nudge back then, I reckon, to get discharged. That's like my radio co-host, Brendan Favola, kicked out of Ireland and Queensland for drinking too much, which yeah. he says must be a first. I think there must be something else involved. Mm. Like I just, you know, you can't just for drinking. Must be, you know, <laughs> it's drinking and behaving yeah. while you're drinking in a certain way. Uh, he moved to Honolulu, Eugene, and his girlfriend who had five kids, uh, broke up with him because of his unemployment and drinking. So he shot her multiple times, killing oh, her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know why I started laughing after that sentence, thinking something great was going to come from this tale. It's funny, mate. It's and funny. good news, Cody. He turned it all around. Then he realised that was his rock bottom and uh, he's been sober ever since, got the girlfriend and the kids back, flying. Well, in the trial, this is what piqued my interest, and this is where he's somewhat of a pioneer. He didn't remember doing it because he was drunk. So <laughs> the judge said, hogwash, dickhead. It's 1959, not 2023. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? That was, uh, what were the terms for, you know, mentally insane back in that era? Oh, nuts. Well, like. Yeah, that, they'd probably use all of those. He was nuts. He was nuts he was on a drink. Yeah. He's a fruit loop. <laughs> he um yeah, judge said, nah, not buying that. Life without parole. Later on though, just kidding, fifteen to fifty years. And then in nineteen sixty seven, the governor commuted him and said, Eight years will do. You seem nice. No explanation. What? Uh, he he returned to Honolulu and got married again. Oh don't tell me. Not again. This woman well, this woman divorced him a year later because of his drinking. So he killed her. <laughs> um, makes you think, doesn't it? Woo! Uh, this time, though, uh, he, pleaded, he pleaded guilty. <laughs> Immediately. Imagine that going to court. And they're like, have you ever been in court before? Yeah, once for murdering my missus. I was guilty. Eight years. Yeah. Here mm. we go again. Well, they've upped it this time. Guilty. Ten years in the clink. Oh. Um, out in five. Good behaviour. Uh, back to Honolulu. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> don't uh, he's not going for third time lucky, is he? No, nah, he's all right. For the rest of the eighties, he just sat there drinking, checked himself into a psych ward for the nineties, got out of that in nineteen ninety five, and promptly uh, killed a woman across the road because she didn't like him. <laughs> but then he did go to jail properly, Sorry. three times a charm. Just so everyone knows, the laughing is at the the. <laughs> you don't see the me ludicrous laughing. Nature it's not this- funny, Nick. Well, no, because you read it already. You've had time to laugh before this. You probably have. <laughs> there you go. Now you're in trouble. <laughs> that is incredible. So what yeah. happened after the third one, sorry? I oh, he went to jail properly that time. Like, mate, oh, okay. come on. <laughs> Died in the slammer, early 2000s. <laughs> that's, Unbelievable. That's fucking crazy. So it's not all lays and aloha, is it? 
No, it ain't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, our hero today. That's what always gets me too, by the way, is that any, there's a UFC fighter, Max Holloway, one of the best of all time, is Hawaiian. Another guy, BJ Penn, Hawaiian. Um, unbelievable fighters from beautiful parts of the world are, to me, the scariest because they should be relaxed. You go, what happened? Yeah. What happened there? It's not dissimilar to comedy audiences, to be honest. Like comedy does not work east of Surrey Hills in Sydney. And imagine other cities have the same sort of problem. People living oh, by yeah. a beach or too relaxed or too rich. So it doesn't work. Yeah. You had a few down and outers there. Well, I always find that, you know, there's some Gold Coast club gigs that can be a little bit rough. Mm. But I've never been annoyed at them because I'm like, well, we're at the fucking beach. I could yeah. see the water. And you're dumb. <laughs> Me or so, the crowds? Who are you talking to? No, the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you obviously go better than me, but you know, it's because they're a bit dumb. Absolutely um, not. Nightmares there. Yeah, some fucking terrible gigs. I was at one once, and the MC. It was so bad, and the MC was doing everything he could, and he eventually started talking to the crowd. And I apologise in advance for the language, but this is not my language. This is what but, got yelled. So fucking reporting the news. And also, also, I love that this is what you apologise for so far in this episode. <laughs> hey, there were some naughty words. Get ready. Was, yeah, there's a triple murderer. Um, <laughs> Tr- trigger warning. You'd be surprised what people get upset by. Um, mm. He said to the crowd, so I went to university. What do you think I studied? And this guy at the back just goes, being a faggot. Just oh, straight God. out Gold Coast. yelling it. It's like, oh, my yeah. God, these, these gigs are so bad. It's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Anyway, our hero today, a man called James August. Couldn't find his age or where he works. Surprisingly common name, actually. Did see a picture of him. Looks about mid-50s at the time. Uh, He's from New Jersey, just like your favourite band, Bon Jovi. (laughs) I thought they're Philly, aren't they? Nah, Jersey. They had an album called New Jersey. Oh, that's right. And Springsteen's jersey as well, isn't it? Yeah. New Jersey, most densely populated US state. Yeah, home to a young Bruce Springsteen, the boss. Mm-hmm. Similar working class America. Always mm. loved the boss. Not quite enough to pay 500 bucks for a stadium seat to watch the <laughs> king of the everyman. But still, very good. <laughs> I remember once a radio show, Opie and Anthony, I used to listen to, um, they spoke about Springsteen shows going until one in the morning and just the poor fucking Jersey tradies. And hey, man, we like your songs, but for fuck's sake. Yeah, wind it up. <laughs> got to go to work in three hours. <laughs> yeah, the actual working classes. They've got to do yeah. some stuff. Build your stadiums. Um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Your favorite actor, podcaster, (laughs) and superhero are all from New Jersey too. Mm. Your favorite actor, Kevin Spacey. Is he back yet? Has he done his time? Uh, I think... I saw him pop up in the news the other day. Yeah. I think he's back, is he? Is he back getting roles or something? I don't know. Nah. Definitely sus. I heard some stories secondhand. 
uh, he was in Australia doing some sus stuff, I think, at one stage. Superman, something. Uh, Joe Rogan, he's from New Jersey. What will he say next? And also uh, Christopher Reeve, Super Quentin. He's from New Jersey. Reeve uh, learned during the filming of Anna Karenina, he learned how to ride a horse. Did he though? Wow. Yeah, he's allergic to horses but pushed through that. Oh. Learned to ride and do dressage and shit. You know, the one where they get awarded points yeah. for plaiting the horse's mane. They must fucking love that. <laughs> yeah, the horse river dance. They just yeah. do a little foot <laughs> up top still and the feet are, the feet are busy. Uh, yeah, Christopher's horse was named Buck. There's an early hint. <laughs> oh, Jesus uh, Christ. Chris. Buck pulled up at a routine jump during an equestrian event, flicked off Superman, and then the rest of it happened. Um, I tell you what, too, people people of your ilk who like to draw a long bow when there's a statistical phenomenon at play that's just mathematics have coined uh, the Superman curse. You must have heard oh, of this yeah. in your in your uh, yeah, it's a, forums. Anyone anyone who plays Superman goes on to have trouble after that. Yeah, misfortune of a number of people associated with the Superman franchise, not just Superman. Casters, uh, casting agents and that say the curse makes it hard to cast actors for the role. George Reeves, no relation, what different surname, close. He played Superman in the 1951 film. He got shot by a gun and died. Um, that could be just someone going to school there, though. I don't know if that's got to do with Superman. Well, he did it, so, you know. Oh, uh, what, he did it himself? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lee Quigley, who played Super Baby in the 1978 <laughs> film starring Christopher Reeve, he died By the way, that, that's the ultimate victim blaming. He murdered himself. Yeah. <laughs> Victim of murder. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the one who played the baby, he died of inhalant abuse when he, when he was a teenager. Don't sniff spray paint, kids. Things no. are a slippery slope, aren't they? And this is where it takes a bit of a hairpin for me. Um, theorists have said Richard Pryor, only a poultry oh. three years after appearing, appearing in Superman, he got MS. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a stretch. Even bigger stretch. Uh, Dana he, Reed. He also set himself on fire, cooking crack, I believe. Richard yeah, right. Pryor. Interesting but life. That was probably before Superman. So the curse got him before he's even in yeah. Superman 3. Dana Reeve, Christopher's wife, died of lung cancer two years after her husband died. Never even smoked. Yeah. That, is, that to me is the roughest of all. I knew That's that. Bad. That is. Mm. And she took care of him the whole time. Yeah. Good. One of my uh, father-in-law's mates, same thing, early 50s died, lung cancer, never had a dart. How did he get it? Don't know. That is, I don't things. know. Yeah, and he's not, he's not one of those guys cutting, you know, dry tiles or anything. Yeah. It's not that one. Oh, good. There's a long list of them getting more and more on the nose as you go down it. Ending at the best one for me, Kirk Allen, low-budget 1940s Superman, he, uh, he got typecast in the role, couldn't get any other work. It's relegated to voiceovers. I'd consider that a promotion. That is. Yeah. Voiceovers got to be the best job in showbiz. Oh, good fun. Well, you would have done them for when you do an ad. I've done a couple, you, yeah. Yeah, you've got to get into a booth and hang out all day, drink and coffee. It. And you don't yeah. have to show your stupid face and you get paid probably as well as you would if yeah. your stupid face was advertising something. Very good. It's the Michael Jordan Gatorade. 
is it in you? Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's the best. It's him, them asking Michael Jordan for different options of one line. And he's like, okay, then, Gatorade, is it in you? And they're like, all right, MJ, that's great. Can you do it like this? Not a problem. Gatorade, is it in you? He just does it the same way every time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, deliberately as a joke no. or it's just? No, no, I think he's trying. It's just yeah. they have realized pretty quickly that dunking and talking are two different skills. Yeah. Athletes are not always the best orators. <laughs> it's amazing how that works out. Uh, Kirk, though, so he's doing voiceovers. I assume living large, but they by the way, bad. I think I think our two lines there really sum up our styles of comedy. What? <laughs> Yours was beautiful. Athletes are not always the best orators, and I'm like dunking and talking, two different <laughs> skills. Oh, fucking sledgehammer, Cody! Here he comes One for the everyman. <laughs> Later on, Kirk contracted Alzheimer's and died when he was 88 years old. So I guess we're all cursed. <laughs> was, what the fuck is that? It's like 40, 40 odd years after yeah. he was in Superman, he died, did he? Oh. And this isn't, there's the Madden, the Madden curse, the uh, NFL game. What's that? Madden NFL football. The history yeah. of the Madden curse, players that have been on the front um, have then gone on to, you know, have shit seasons, get on injured. On the front of what? Oh, video game. On the front of the video game. So each right. year there's generally one player on the front of the video game. It can self-fulfill. People get this in their heads. Go, well, mm. I don't want to be on the front of that because of this. Yeah. It's crazy. Very silly. Crazy talk. Anyway, James, travelling home from Honolulu with his girlfriend and her three kids. See, girlfriend, not partner. Like people younger and younger seem to be adopting as their normal MO. Partner. It's got fucking business transaction written all over it. His uh, his girlfriend, who was Miso. sitting one row behind him, what's that? Miso, <laughs> Miso, yeah, he's Miso. Miso, the old Miso soup. <laughs> his bowl of soup, right behind him, with her children, refused oh, to move herself. What? Oh, so what? They were seated together, and she went, "No, nah, we're sitting behind yeah. him." Sitting behind him, refused to move yeah. herself and her family to their assigned seats next to him. Bit of a tiff on the Hawaiian getaway, we can assume. Uh, there's there's allusions to to James having had a few sherbets, but details are fairly scant here. I reckon you've got to yeah. stay sober around stepchildren, even more so than your own. Oh, definitely. Best foot forward. Yeah, they don't want to see their that, mums, boyfriends. Yeah, we're, we're talking about we're talking about Madden and Superman, the biggest curse of all time, de facto. Yeah, the de facto curse. Oh, <laughs> you see the word de facto on the news. Let me be Superman. I'll be Superman on the front of Madden before I'm yeah. a fucking de facto. For sure. Yeah. Before we got married, I used to introduce my wife as my de facto. <laughs> Didn't go great, but like it's a bad, that's a bad stat. You see de facto in the news, I know it's coming up. Is it even in, in France? Is it frowned upon? De facto? I don't think they'd say de facto. I, I, I don't know. I can't remember what they would call that. Yeah. I doubt it. As it's a, a pretty it's, gross term. And I still think you could go through the record books and there's never been a de facto father of the year. <laughs> there's never been an Australian father of the year who's a de facto. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think Australian fathers of the year. You, you'll get one soon, I would think. <laughs> Man, I Australian should. I just looked after my kids last week for four yeah. days by myself. Yeah. Babysat them by yourself. <laughs> but what, what kids 
don't want to, like, you don't want to give kids ammo anyway. You're not my dad style stuff is, would be bad news to have to live with. But especially if you're slugging back pina coladas all the live long day on their holiday, that's mm. no good. Still, though, you should be wise enough to go, yeah, I'm drunk, but you know what I'll say, I'm kids here. So yeah. better than your actual one. Yeah. <laughs> the kids, the kids don't see reason, right? You know that. <laughs> As the plane was taxiing for takeoff, uh, her 11-year-old son allegedly begged flight attendants, can you keep him away from us? I mean, allegedly. Sounds believable, but also sound, sometimes people lie and make it sound like vulnerable children were terrified, and that's the reason for this whole hullabaloo. Mm. You've got to believe and protect the children. It's not unlike those like people online when you see them talking about their three-year-olds being wise. Mm. Did they say that? Uh, <laughs> oh, my my son the other day, I'm talking to my mum on the phone. And he said, Bomber, calls her bom- Bomber, dad broke my unicorn. And I said, did I, yeah. mate? What happened? He said, you snatched it and it snapped the tail off. And I said, snatched it, did I? What really happened? He said, you broke it. How did it break, mate? Yeah, Bomber, I was hitting dad with it and he caught it. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Bit of a different tale from the one you were telling, mate. Yeah. <laughs> They back down quickly if you if you interrogate them. Mm. But, uh, if you don't quick enough, they can get that idea in their head, repeat it to themselves <laughs> three times, and then that's history. They remember that forever as you breaking the unicorn, bad dad, and then you've got to get fucking therapists later on. Um, a fellow passenger informed the flight crew that James had been drinking before and during the flight like a dobber. It's called flying. Yeah, and he made multiple life-threatening remarks, including allegedly threatening to slice his girlfriend's throat. Jeez, all right. What with? 2016. He was also swearing at her and her children. Language in front of the children. Uh, After flight attendants asked him to move, he refused. And then what did he do? Also, by by the way, I love that it's not their children anymore. Like if he was the boyfriend but was great on the flight, It'd be referred to this bloke was looking after their children, but he drank so much that that responsibility has disappeared. Yeah. Now he's a stranger. <laughs> oh, it's all, there's a it's woman all manipulation. And children. It's like when your kids, when your kids have a fight, yeah. If, did you see what your daughter did to my son? That sort of <laughs> thing is those sort of arguments around the house. <laughs> um, he refused to move and then he slapped one of them. But the kids or the flight attendant? Flight attendant. Oh, yeah. On the, sh- on the shoulder, though. That's a soft move. Might have pulled out of the face slap at the last second or just missed mm. or something. I don't yeah. know. Or they've moved back. Floyd Mayweather style. They know the no, distance well. Nowhere to go, though, is there? I don't know. Don't know what's happened. Then he yelled and he swore again, oh, cussing geez. to America. And threatened to punch his girlfriend in the face. This gets serious. He's already assaulted actually, well, his shoulder. A, I, I want to say the, the threats have downgraded. Oh, slice the throat, punch the face. Yeah, yeah. we're down to something else. Soon. Yeah. Let's hear him Give now. Give talking to you. Point. <laughs> we're going to get nipple cripple in a minute. He's, he's already assaulted a shoulder. He could be moving on up. Uh, one of the reports I read said he used the back of his hand to slap an FA then. Oh. Like back of the hand. That's truly New Jersey. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he kissed his ring finger before doing it. 
If the Sopranos to be believed, straight out of Trenton, that move. <laughs> I love it. Back of the hands, real insult. You, you ever been slapped? Slap. No. I don't know. I reckon maybe in a fight. Like a, just, that things happen where a guy's gone to hit and then gone, no, I've just slapped. Oh, yeah. But I don't I think, think I've people, copped a... Most blokes are so I know. That's a, that's a lie. My high school girlfriend. I uh, I got Ooh. a job as an... I got a... Well, I was out of high school at this point. Got a job as a nanny with the Australian Shakespeare Company, travel around Australia. And I'd never been anywhere Thespians. or done anything. Yeah. And... Uh, I said, I said to her, I didn't want to do it because it was halfway through the footy season. I didn't want to let the boys down. And yeah. she was from the UK, lived around the world because her dad was in the military. Uh-huh. And she slapped me. She slapped me and said, don't be a fucking loser. Take the job. Yeah, right. You get to travel. Oh, that's a, and she that's was a positive on. slap. A positive slap. A positive. Rare, See, violence isn't of. always no. a, you know, about violence. Yeah. Good. And you took it, Sometimes, changed your life, went on to separate course. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes she it's go a breath with you? of fresh air. No. Oh. I smell a rat. I reckon maybe, <laughs> maybe she wanted out. Yeah. You know, you want out of something. You don't want it to be your fault. It's like inviting someone to a party knowing they can't come, but you don't really want them to come anyway. Oh, mate. I got told recently about a, a friend of Luch and I. Her friend had a, a kid's fifth birthday party at 7 p.m. on a Sunday. Ooh. Had a, had a fucking bounce trampoline place or something. I don't even think you've booked that. I Legacy. reckon you're you yeah. hedging your bets that nobody's <laughs> bringing kids anywhere yeah. at right. 7 p.m. on a Sunday, you fucking liar. <laughs> yeah. What well, it'd be like, you're taking a risk though, but yeah. it's like when you say, my wedding is in Sweden and you're all yeah. invited when you don't want anyone to come. Mm. You just want to be a big man invite and then the biggest psychopath will turn up like <laughs> someone who's not a close friend, just a, an acquaintance. Yeah. They'll roll up. Yeah, it's a, it's a risk. Uh, I'm getting married at the top of Mount Everest this afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> James, James had to be restrained by two male flight attendants. Uh, hopefully, Hawaiians. They can be very big. Oh yeah, thanks. Thanks to the advent of Western food, Pacific Islands, they've seen their populations getting much bigger. Uh, the captain diverted the plane back to Honolulu fearing James was a danger to the rest of the passengers and crew. And when they landed, James found himself. Status arrested. Pretty good. James said um, he does not remember the incident at all. Do you ever believe this, Eggy? No. that's It's not a fuck. You're not an etch-a-sketch. Like you're not actually <laughs> in a psychotic episode or something. You're just a bit pissed. Of course you remember. No, but Classic. I once in once in my life I was drinking at that beer fest in WA. Spoke about it on the fifth or sixth episode of this Virgin Australia one. And uh I was with one of the SAS blokes nicknamed Fridge. It's yes. six foot five, hundred and thirty kilo, big unit. And uh I was trying to go drink for drink with him. And then I'm at beer fest in Frio, then I'm in Fridge's car. Then I'm at a pub somewhere with the boys and I've got my suitcase, which was at his place. I don't remember getting it. And then, snap, I'm in the Virgin Lounge making a toasty and the entire St Kilda Football Club is staring at me. Yeah. I'm like, what have I done? Is my dick in here? Do I have pants on? Did I punch yeah. someone? But you remember that, a punch, I reckon. That's yeah, a you th- real yeah, punctuation that mark. Back? That's the- of your, 
night. Plus, you're not getting pissed and punching. Like it's not. Yeah. No, it's not my. It's got to be in you a little bit first. Yeah. It's not those people who go into, you know, go into some sort of stupor and just do some weird stuff. You go, it's not a first time, is it? Yeah. Like you've at least thought of doing that before. Yeah, because I, but I hate when people say that when you're drunk, whatever you say, that's what you really mean. Nah, I don't believe it's that. It's the truth that. coming out. And I'm like, no, I've never had a kebab sober and I won't. Yeah. I'll only I have because I'm not maggot. racist. <laughs> I've made them. Nice. <laughs> I put an elephant's leg on the rotisserie not that long ago. Just um, made like made a lamb kebab rotisserie. Beautiful. Oh, yeah? Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Gorgeous. And then what, took shaved the all the and- Shaved all the lamb yourself? I don't have one of those shaver things, but I've just got a really sharp knife and got the stick and like balance it on a board and shave it off. Great. Very nice. Oh, no, for me, it's not that. It's more the sloppiness of a kebab. Like I don't know if I've had garlic sauce sober. It's more that. Yeah, right. The meat meat and everything in there I've had on a tray at a Lebanese restaurant on a plate sober, but I haven't haven't torn foil off something, you know, with garlic sauce in it at zero, zero, zero. BAC. Yeah. <laughs> I've made the mistake before of ordering a halal snack pack, which is just the meat on chips. <laughs> of course. That's no good. Sober or drunk? Drunk. Oh. I didn't really know what it was. I thought it'd be a bit of the salad and stuff. It was just soggy chips with meat, not nothing yeah. green, nothing. No. Nah. Well, stop pretending. You yeah. maggot. It's not a time for a salad. <laughs> but That's it's a good argument. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't don't worry. You go. You don't need fibre. You're gonna shit. Do not worry yeah. about that. <laughs> he um, didn't remember a thing, which is a classic. But he also yeah. didn't deny or dispute the claims. That's yeah. Not saying it wasn't me. If you say I yeah. am, yeah, then what yeah. are you? Whatever, etc. <laughs> he um, made a bait and switch. He pleaded guilty to interfering with flight crew members and flight attendants. So, District Judge Susan. Rocky Molway didn't have much to do. It's like, oh, you did it, did you? All right, let's skip the lying and get straight to sentencing. Uh, what do you reckon he got? Well, uh, again, we've spoken about this on many episodes. Fucking who knows when it comes to judges in these cases. But if it's, if it's a diverted flight, hit a couple of flight attendants, threaten to slice the girlfriend's neck and hit her, terrible bloke, I'll say... And he, oh, he has pled guilty. He hasn't tried to fight it. I'm going to say 18, I'll say 18 months in the slammer. No. He got three months probation and had to pay restitution to the airline. Oh. This is where it gets interesting though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the amount of restitution for costs of turning the jet around for paying for new seats for the other passengers didn't include the $46,900 in meal vouchers the carrier handed out to the delayed passengers. That's a lot of Fuck. meal. Man. <laughs> Airport prices, they've got him there. Well, yeah, it's a sandwich each. Yeah, sandwich uh, each. How much do you reckon he had to pay? Well, 46 grand in fuel, I don't know, 80, 80 grand? No, that was meal vouchers. He had to pay $97,817. Us dollars, no less. And this is paid in monthly installments, 10% of his gross income. Oh, like an afterpay. Yeah, it's afterpay for 
Oh, you'd get yeah. reminded of it the whole time, though, wouldn't you? You'd be better off getting a loan. I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna remember it every month anyway, aren't you? Yeah. What's happened there? That's a long road back. Ninety six thousand. Ninety seven thousand eight hundred seventeen. Ninety seven. Bang. Not bad. Uh, lucky for us, though. The internet yeah. spoke up. Oh. Classic Melody says, finally <laughs> demons must go back to hell. Uh, 808 Unlimited said. Same in New Jersey? Or? <laughs> yeah. Um, why didn't anyone bitch slap him? Well, they may have. I assume that's when an airline says we have to restrain someone. When they say restrain, you're getting some rib punches in. Well, it's a wide scope, restraining yeah. someone, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking I fish hook him. Yeah. Fish hook him with the index finger. Maybe what two, hook under the nose, pull it up like a pig's nose. You could do, it's pretty much anything, isn't it? Oh, I mate, restrain I'm someone so- by kicking them in the knees and then yeah. kneeing them in the face. I say it all the time. It is after 9-11, if someone kicks off on your flight and you've got a bit of rage, you, what a time to be alive. Just fucking bash them. Yeah. <laughs> Just bash, bash, bash. Uh Million Monkeys Online has had an absolute blind up before the punishment was even handed down. He said this, how about a $100,000 fine? Oh. Nailed it. <laughs> Million Monkeys. Then he or she went on to start arguing with other commenters, oh, which really, lost. yeah, you don't want to, culminating in this. And this is, the bad part of the internet openness is that a bunch of illiterates who once would have been invisible to the public are posting freely and spreading their ignorance. Folks. It's not difficult for an eighth grader with an average IQ to learn the difference between there, there, and there. If a person <laughs> lacks the education and or intelligence to understand the most basic grammar rules, maybe they, sh- they should find a better hobby than stinking up the net. Is this you? Is this your off? Oh, man, I completely agree with Million Monkeys, but that horse is bolted. <laughs> I wouldn't think to write it down. I, I appreciate someone else did and I could read it out, but uh, they're right. <laughs> oh, that was a real roller coaster of emotions for this person. Nailed the price. You go, great job. Started arguing with people in the comment section. Yep. You've lost me. And then brings it back. With that. The there, there, there. Which is yeah. one of my favorites. Oh. There, I there, like there. It. Yeah. Um, you're just yelling at a bunch of vacant heads. No barriers to entry for internet users. It's like stand-up comedy. Wait, did I, did I tell you once I had someone go me in a comment section under a video? Use the wrong your, I believe. Oh, yes. So I just yeah. corrected their yaw and then they got on board. I'm like, very Brilliant. good. <laughs> Mostly that just enrages people. It took the wind out of his sails and then he was great. If bigots could spell, I reckon their causes would uh, would have a lot more gravitas. No, but I, th- I think it's like Damien Power's bit about, um, you know, when they say racists, uh, racists are never factually correct. It's like, yeah, because yeah. they, they, the, they haven't done the research. Yeah. They're not, they're not intelligent people. That's why they're yeah. yelling that online. He's looking up. It's like uh, Korean, Korean pottery goes back to 3500 BC. You fucking early pottery cunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing the work. Yeah. They're just shooting um, from the hip. Man, that's about it for, for James August here. Uh, hopefully he's rehabilitated. wonder if he got back with the partner. Oh, well, it was, I couldn't find any of that out. He's gone, vanished into thin air. I'm thinking of changing my name to something very simple just in case something happens because you won't get found on the internet. I just, James August. Yeah, anything. So 
that is it, buddy, for this you week. You name it, the minute on YouTube, Luke Heggie 5602. Don't know yeah. how you got that one, but you did it. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Heggie, you're touring around the country with your new tour, Grot, LukeHeggie.com. Yes, and you have a Nick Cody and Friends show starting around the time of this release, I believe. Um, yeah, it'll be around April, April 10 to 16, I believe. Oh, okay. Another week or it's two. A mon- Monday to a Sunday. Uh, Nick Cody and Friends, I'm just hosting a lineup show of some of my bestest pals Who are you and uh, Ripper Comics from around the world. Yeah, great. Mm. Who are you booked? You're booked. Don't, you know, know, don't give it away. Haven't hit you up yet. So. <laughs> Makes you think, I'll it? see if I make the list, the invite <laughs> list. I'm going to be living in that building. I'll be able to see who your friends are. Just pop downstairs. <laughs> I love, I love that idea of you just peering through the curtains every night. Thanks for listening. If you want bonus episodes of our spinoff show, Land Larrikins, and uh, early access and ad-free episodes of Midflight Brawl, get around us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/midflightbrawl. Hey, you one more thing? Yes. Uh, any patrons, business class and above, who are yet to receive their Fort Jocks, please hit me back because I've been sold down the river a couple of times by Australia Post, just not oh. delivering shit. And uh, if you're missing your free gift upon sign up, please get back to me. It's not intentional our end at all. Sorry for any delays, but uh, hit us up. Fucking Oz Post. We'll see you next time. See you, mate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.